Matthew chapter 5, verses 13, 14, 15 and 16. Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 to 16. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket. But on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before man. That they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. That they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. Before we really get to this, we need to understand who, who Jesus is speaking to. Always remember, when you are reading a passage from the Bible, there's two things that are very important. Who is speaking it and who is it being spoken to? Do you understand? Who is speaking it and who is it being spoken to? If you don't check these two things properly, you'll fall in trouble. You'll start having rosaries. You understand? Gabriel spoke to Mary, you make a prayer of that. right? You have to check who is being spoken to and who is speaking it. Okay? It's very important to check the source and to check the person who is being spoken to. Otherwise you will take one of the kings like King Ahab who was an evil king. And he said, I want that vineyard. And, and you start saying, see, even the word of God says it's fine to want a property. I want that property. You'll start saying things like that, right? You'll take things out of context if you don't see who's the source and who is the person being spoken to. Is that okay? Fine? If you don't see these two things, you'll fall in trouble. So, who is speaking these words? Can anybody tell me? Jesus Christ, that's for sure. Who is he speaking to? When I realized who Jesus was speaking to, I looked at this whole passage completely differently. Who was he speaking to? Can you check, 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 check in there? You come to know in Matthew chapter, Matthew 5 chapter 1. His disciples. And? Was he only speaking to the disciples? He was speaking to the crowds, right? He was speaking to the multitudes. Who were the multitudes? If you want to find out who the multitudes were... You have to check Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing all kinds of sickness, all kinds of diseases among the people. Then his fame went all throughout Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, and paralytics, and he healed them. Great multitudes followed him from all Galilee, from Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond the Jordan. Now you come to Matthew chapter 5, verse 1. And seeing the multitudes, Jesus starts speaking. Do you know who Jesus was speaking to? He was speaking to those who were healed, to those who were delivered, to the lame people who started walking again, to the epileptics who were healed, who were delivered, to those who had torments who were delivered, to those who were in bondage that were delivered, to the broken hearted who were comforted. He was speaking to those people who he had just saved from the kingdom of Satan. That's who he was speaking to. My question to you. 
Have you been saved? Yes or no? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Have you experienced the deliverance of God? Yes. You've come out from a life of darkness into the light. Yes. And Jesus is speaking to you. You are the salt of the earth. Nowhere do you find a religious leader speaking to people whose lives he has changed, saying, You are the salt of the earth. You will find them saying, I am the salt of the earth, come to me. But Jesus goes beyond all that. He says, You are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Nobody, nobody can come up and say, I can't do this healing, you know. I can't do this deliverance. And Jesus is speaking to you. You are the salt of the earth. Nobody can come up and say, oh, I can't, I don't know how to tell people about Jesus. I don't know how to preach. Where the word of God says, you are the salt of the earth and you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. That's what the word of God says. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. What does he mean by that? He's speaking to all of us. He's speaking to those people who were healed, those people who were saved, those people who were now born again, literally. Born again. What does it mean to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world? My question to you. Have you ever eaten anything saltless? Have you ever eaten anything saltless? Anytime? Never? Never? What's the opposite of, of salty? Yeah, without taste. We call it insipid. Right? Completely saltless and without taste. Do you notice something? If something is without sugar, we say it is not sweet. And you add sugar and we say it's very sweet. But if something is without salt, we say it's tasteless. It doesn't, it doesn't come to us naturally to say saltless. We tend to say tasteless. You know why? Because salt adds flavor. It brings taste to the food. Fine. What's the next one? Light of the world. What is something that is without light called? Dark. Am I right? Yes. So without light, you are in darkness. Is that right? Yes. Now. Look at what Jesus is saying. You are the salt of the earth. The light of the world. What does that mean? Without Christians, this world is insipid, without taste, tasteless, and without Christ, this world is insipid and dark. Now many people are having a life without Christ and they are saying, I'm having an exciting life. My life is not dark. My life is not tasteless. It's perfectly fine. But you see, any life without Jesus Christ is a horror movie. Do you understand? Any life without Jesus Christ is a horror movie. Why is that? Let's look at a life without Christ. Let's say somebody is living their life without Christ. Fine. They are born and they are living their life. Okay. Who do they credit their birth to? Jesus Christ? No. They say we don't live our life with Jesus Christ. So they say our birth is not because of God. We were born. 
Our parents came together, united, and we were born. So their origin is in whose hands? The parents, okay. Fine. They say we originated from our parents. Our parents are more important. What do you think they do for their whole life? Follow what their parents are telling them to do, right? Right. They follow everything that their parents are telling them to do, including bowing down to this idol and that idol, and including following this God and that God. Why? Because they feel they can live their life without Christ. They feel that they can live their life without Jesus. Many of them don't know who Jesus is. Many of them don't know who God is. And so they're living their life without God, without Jesus. What is going to make, what is going to happen to their life? It's going to be saltless, tasteless and dark. But they don't know it. They don't know it. If you go to North Korea today, don't go there, you might not come back. If you go to North Korea today, many people don't know what the world is like. According to a North Korean, the world is evil. North Korea is the only good. According to a North Korean, there is no other God besides their president. He is God, he is king, he is everything. According to a North Korean, even if you show photographic evidence or real proof of how bad their leader is, they will say, you are lying, your camera has gone mad, he is always right. To such an extent that some American journalists went up to 13-year-old, 12-year-old North Korean boys and said, what's your aim in life? To give my life for my president. To give my life for my president, that's what they said. Do you understand? If this is generations and generations of people whose minds and brains have been brainwashed. They have been brainwashed to believe that that is normal. And we have had generations and generations of people around us who are believing that dark is the new normal. That tastelessness is the new normal. You know, do this experiment. Try having rice without salt. For five days, six days. On the seventh day, if I give you rice with proper salt, you say it's salty. See, I can't take it. Correct? Try living in the dark for Five days, six days, ten days. Even if it is little evening light with, with a lot of clouds, little light, you will say, she, this is so bright, I can't take it. The dark becomes the new normal. The tasteless life becomes the new normal. And so they feel everything is fine. But according to the standard of God, if you look at the word of God, they are living tasteless, Dark lives. Think about such a person who falls sick. Who is their hope? Who is their hope? They feel that their hope is medicine. Correct? Who will they turn to? Medicine. Who is their hope? Medicine. Anybody else? Medicine? A doctor? Is all the hope that they can get. Think about it. Who has made medicine? Who makes medicine? Man, right? Who runs Sipla? Not an angel. A man, right? Who runs Pfizer or any of these 
high-end pharmaceutical companies men and women correct fine who are doctors men and women correct now listen to this they will put their hope their full trust in things made by other men and women who also die one day who are also weak who also cheat who also lie they are willing to put their trust in finite men and women who are also tasteless who are also in the dark do you understand this is foolishness am i saying you're not supposed to have medicine that's not what i'm saying but is your trust in the medicine or is your trust in god am i saying you're not supposed to go to a doctor that's not what i'm saying but is your trust in the doctor or is your trust in the lord you see without christ we are dark our lives are dark we don't know where we are going we have no idea we just go with the flow where the crowd goes we go why because the crowd is there so we are secure nothing has happened to them no nothing will happen to me so let me just go wherever everybody else is going everybody else is going we'll just follow them correct like what happened when the demonetization was announced the prime minister had said so many days are there till this date you go exchange your money and everything will be fine correct people took their cash on that night itself why everybody is doing it i have to do it somebody else said this has to be done that has to be done they just went with the flow do you understand people try to follow everybody else why why because they are living insipid dark lives without christ they don't know where they are going there is no other power higher than them that is guiding them they are being guided by what everybody else is doing by what everybody else is doing so everybody else does whatever they are doing they are just doing it and so jesus comes and says you you are the salt of the earth and the light of the world i think for light to the world how do you do that how do you remove the tastelessness and the darkness from the world how do you remove it what do you take to them what do you take to them what do you do to understand that to understand that let's try and look at the world the world is without christ without god so what is the effect of having no god how are they going to live tell me is there going to be sin yes okay there's going to be sin what else is going to be there devnazaler kit kit jata sansaran what happens parmeshwar nahi hai to duniya mein kya hota hai what happens proud everyone thinks they know too much fine pride is there then what else sorry okay that's all sin what else there's no love uh, not necessarily there are atheists who love each other very well what else no love no law yeah okay lawless yeah then can you disaster like what kind of disaster you talking about 
Okay. Fine. So you can't have disaster now. Okay, because you're living lives without God, yes, disaster. Idolatry, that's sin. What else? Troubles. Okay, so sickness, what about sickness? Yes, you remember the, the, par- the, the man who was sick, Jesus went up to, he said, go and sin no more, lest what you, what you get later on will be worse than what you have right now, correct? Go and sin no more. That fellow was blind, I think. Right? Sickness. What else? Sorry? And death. Oh, yeah. Death. Fine. Um... Pride would be sin, so let's remove pride. This is the world without God. This is the tasteless, this is the dark world that we live in. Now you and I are called to be the light to the world and the salt to the earth. If this is tasteless, what should be taste like? If this is dark, what should be light like? Let's take a look at it. I'm not just going to put death there. I'm going to put death and then I'm also going to put premature death. Okay. Sickness. Disaster. It's not just sin. It's condemnation. Right. Because of sin we are condemned before God. So judgment. What else? Hopelessness. Okay. Depression, that's the right word. What else? Now, let's think about it. If I'm the salt of the earth and the light of the world, if you are the salt of the earth and the light of the world, then where there is depression, I will have to bring about what? Depression and hopelessness. I will have to bring about joy and hope. Right? Am I right? Okay. Where there is judgment and condemnation, I will have to somehow at least lead them to salvation. Right? Okay. Where there is disaster, and wars I will have to and storms and earthquakes I will have to I will have to now you're talking so where there is sickness I will have to Where there is lawlessness, I will have to speak about. Oh, you're avoiding law. Okay. (laughs) Nice one. (laughs) Grace, or rather I would say direction, right? She's making it a point. Okay, where there is death... Don't just talk. So, what does it mean? I will have to somehow... What? We're not getting to premature death. I'm just talking about death. You know what's premature death is death out of God's timing. Okay? Right? When somebody is... Somebody's time is up... Towards the end of their life, 
they've either died prematurely from that point or they have been uh, killed somehow prematurely something like that okay god's timing death is either, either death out of exhaustion of your whole life complete old age you know or you've died a martyr both are possible as the death in god's timing but out of god's timing death is premature death but i'm talking about death in general here so what will i have to make sure happens a victorious life okay and i'll have to tell them about the resurrection right right i'll have to tell them and i'll have to convince them i have to show rather i will have to make sure that they accept the gospel so that they are raised to life right yes okay i will have to somehow bring about this resurrection okay this is okay this is all nice this is i just tell the gospel it's all nice let's get to the last one here where there's premature death i will have to where there's premature death i will have to amen bring the dead back to life it takes a woman who understands law and grace to say bring the dead back to life <laughs> right we are all good doing this much joy hope and salvation from sin and other most telling people about the resurrection but i re- very rarely hear right nowadays preachers really talking about the resurrection of the dead you know the future resurrection of the dead but let's say let's give it to them resurrection salvation hope enjoy fine all that's fine but you've got people who are sick they are sick and you're trying to tell them you know god's justice is eternal god's justice is perfect you know if you don't accept if you don't accept christ you're going to be dead in sin and says i'm sick i might die any moment like yeah exactly my point so come on accept christ accept christ they are in trouble at this moment how are you going to preach the gospel when there is a typhoon in japan how are you going to preach the gospel when somebody is dead how are you going to preach the gospel when somebody maybe we can in, even include this you know we speak about this 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 and this okay what about this 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 and th- yeah that's it this this and this these three things you know the problem now that these have become emotional issues things to do with your emotion and feelings things to do with your heart with your mind with your with things that you know and things that you don't know and this is become more real do you understand when somebody is dead they are really dead when there's a storm there's really a storm and when there's somebody sick that somebody is really sick Do you understand that somebody is really really sick now think about it you are going telling people in storms under earthquakes in sickness and dead about a Christ they will never know why because they're still sick they're still trapped in disasters they're still in wars and they're dead so can't we preach the gospel without these three things raising the dead healing and you know other miracles i would i would title these as miracles can't we preach the gospel without these things healing miracles and raising the dead oh yes we can we can we can preach the gospel but it's like this can we put off all the lights please put off all the lights 
Thank you. And it's like this, you see. <clears throat> this is us preaching the gospel. Imagine it's totally dark, okay? This is us preaching the gospel to... Oh. <laughs> God's making sure that it's not dark in here. But let's assume. We are trying to preach the gospel. We are trying to preach the gospel to a place which is completely dark. And what are we trying to say? Listen. Give your faith. Put your faith. You know, understand that there is light. There is light. Okay? There is something called light. There's a light bulb. We're living in darkness. Look at the light. Look at the light. Look at the light. Look at the light. Now some emotional freaks will say, okay, ah, light, light, light. Yeah, light, 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 light. And they'll go after the light. They'll follow the light. But what are they following? Are they really following light? They're just looking at the light. And then, uh, give me a phone please. Unlock it please. Huh? Search for light bulb. Light bulb. Just bulb, just bulb. Some, some people, some people will say, my bulb's better than your bulb. My bulb is better. And so there are many of these bulbs and everyone will say, okay, fine, Jesus is the light of the world. And say, oh yeah, but Ram is good too. Or Allah is good too. What's the difference? You're preaching God. They're preaching some other God. What's the difference? What's the difference? Is it making a difference to the darkness? Is it? For some it may. For some it may. I'm not saying no. For some it may. Like those who are hopeless and in depression really come out of the depression. Really come out of the brokenheartedness. Really come out of the hopelessness and come into joy and hope. For some who really are confused, they are lawless and they have no direction, really start getting direction. For some it may. But for the vast majority, you are talking about light when they are in darkness. Talking, going on talking, telling people light, 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 follow the light, follow the light. Some people Look at the light and say, oh, light, light, light. Some people try to follow the light in a more excited way. Some people try to follow the light by reading up about it. That's just light. This is just a picture of a light. It's really not light, is it? It's really not light. But now imagine you walk into a hospital. Keep your fingers on the, on the buttons. Keep your fingers on the buttons. Imagine you walk into a hospital. And a whole ward is there. And you go about in Jesus name be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. And that whole general ward is emptied out in one day. Then what's going to happen? That's truly going to be light. Imagine the number of people you're going to reach out to. You're going to reach out to the patients. They're not going to argue with you whether Krishna is better than Jesus Christ because they're going to know that Jesus Christ is God. Right? You're going to, you're going to win doctors for Christ. Because they're not going to argue anymore that medicine is better than God. The nurses are going to come to Christ. The policemen who are there are going to come to Christ. Do you understand the revival that will bring about? That is what happened in the early church. That is what happened. And when people like Paul and Peter would come into a town, everyone would say, there they've come. 
people who turn the town upside down have come into our place. Send them away. <clears throat> Where are the fortune tellers going to be there? They're going to run out of business. Where are the astrologers? They're going to run out of business. Do you understand? That's truly bringing light. That's truly bringing light into the world. You go to a place like Japan, they've got typhoons every day. Every, every second or third month, they've got a typhoon hitting them. And now it has increased even more. <clears throat> even more. I don't know whether you know what a typhoon is. A typhoon is not like a normal heavy rain in Goa. Okay? A typhoon is like a cyclone. Anybody was there in cyclone 93 or something it was, no? Cyclone in Goa, anybody knows? 96? 95-96. Yeah? Anybody was there when the cyclone was there in Goa? Have you all seen? You all seen? Not around. Right? Yeah. I remember cars that were parked were just moving on their own. Right? But that was not even a high degree cyclone. It was a cyclone, but it was not a high degree cyclone. I remember standing from the window of my, of my house, we used to stay in a flat, and I remember standing from that window, and you couldn't see anything. Nothing could be seen. Trees fell like they were matchsticks. It was terrible, it was crazy. But the typhoons in Japan are much, for, are much worse. You'll see people flying. Okay? You'll see people flying. They can't even hold their grip as they're walking. That high the winds are. Now many Japanese people don't know this, but under the roads of Japan, Japan is a place, and especially the capital Tokyo, is a place where there are lots of rivers. And under the roads of Japan, there is a whole huge flood tunnel huge it's so big that it's as big as that building outside in that flood tunnel a whole space shuttle can fit in in height and under each and every door there's huge flood tunnels huge massive just to take care of the flood so Jap japan's roads don't flood anymore but you see that's up to as much man can do now they are saying that those flood tunnels are not enough It reached his peak. Imagine if some guy out there stands there and says, in the name of Jesus, be still. What do you think will happen? You see, that's why Jesus had multitudes following him. That's why Jesus had multitudes following him. Not just three, four people, but multitudes following him. Why? Because they saw the power. Not fake power, not some oil that is applied to your hand and so when you place your hand on that person, that person just falls. Doesn't know how he's falling also. No, 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 not fake power. True power. You tell me, what is the use if I've got a retreat and you pray for the infilling of the Holy Spirit and everyone's vibrating like it's a disco dance, but nobody's being healed. What's the use? If people are saying there's a so-called power of God, but the dead are not being raised to life. We need the full, complete, true gospel. And that's why we've got to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Salt of the earth and light of the world is not only this much. This is what salt of the earth and light of the world needs to be. People are so busy praying and asking God to heal somebody. When Jesus said, you speak without doubt in your heart, you speak and it will happen. 
Why don't we see Christians of faith anymore? Listen to what he says there. He says, But if the salt loses its flavor, how then shall it be seasoned? What it means is, if the salt loses its flavor, how then shall it be applied? How then shall anything be made salty? If the salt has lost its flavor. Who is going to restore salt, the salty taste to salt back again? Can you restore it? Very difficult. Not possible. If salt becomes insipid, if salt itself becomes tasteless, can you restore it? What about darkness? <laughs> if this tube light is gone, I can blow as much as I want. It's not going to come on again. I can put as much current as I want to through it, but it's not going to come on. And I can imagine there is light. There is no light if the tube light's not going to be on. Are we looking at churches in Goa which are tasteless and dark? Are we seeing increasingly Christian churches which are tasteless and dark? Now many people say, well, well, you have no permission to judge everybody. Well, I know I don't have any permission to judge. But I do have permission to discern. To check what's happening. And to accordingly change my life. Are we increasingly seeing Christians which are tasteless and dark rather than the light of the world and the salt of the earth? Look at what he says there. If you turn to if you turn to verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That is the basic essence of Christianity. We have not been poor in spirit. You know what poor in spirit means? Poor means somebody who is lacking. Correct? Like for example, this is poor in wine. Why? Because there is no wine in it. Right? Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who feel... In the spirit that they are lacking. Because they shall see the kingdom of God. As compared to people who know who can, they can do anything. Who feel they can do anything. Who are, who are full of themselves. Who have their spirit filled with their own skills. Their own ideas. We have to be poor in our skills. And rich in the gifts of God. We have to be poor in our spirit and rich in the spirit of God. Then, look at what he says. They shall, the, the kingdom of heaven is theirs. What is the meaning of kingdom of heaven? The kingdom of heaven is theirs means that, for example, <clears throat> have you ever gone to a restaurant? How do you know, how do you know that... Um, there is a foreigner sitting on the next table. How do you know that? Now don't say color, skin color because there are foreigners who are wheatish in color. So now you tell me. How do you know that that person is a foreigner? Okay, accent, the way they speak, what else? I'll tell you another thing. The smell. <laughs> right? The perfumes are way different from, from what you will see here. What else? It's called the foreign smell. No? Foreign smell, foreign smell. The moment they open the bag, there's something that comes out of there. The moment they open their jacket and keep, there's something that comes out of there. Right? It's like a... What else? Hair? The hair is almost the same as us. Same black hair. Beat his skin. Possible. What about the features? Many of the foreigners are okay of a bigger build usually. They seem much more mature physically than us, right? I remember seeing the German under 17 team. They look like 25 years old. Right? What else do you see as a difference? 
na 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 you see some foreigners sitting there how do you know they are foreigners sachin bhai bank mein kaise jante ho aap they speak in other language yeah so what they speak is different different language anything else oh now you got it style okay there's a style that's different there's the kind of things that they wear that will be different there's a kind of something that oozes out of them that is different from us right there's something different about them correct now that's approximately what kingdom of heaven means what it means is when i'm walking when i'm living am i living kingdom life right am i living kingdom life is that kingdom style there in me what do i resort to how do i smell not physically but but in everything that i do do i smell of the holy spirit do i really do things led by the holy spirit is my style jesus style is a kind of stuff that i speak do i find joy in what the lord tells me and most importantly do i have the authority correct the authority you look at somebody like an american and you'll see they will speak with a certain kind of we rule the world but you have to listen to what i say correct there's a certain kind of an attitude with which kind of for them it's pride but there's a certain kind of attitude as though they they're in charge of the world but you see in the kingdom perspective do we have the authority are we walking in victory that's the right word are we living in victory are we living as the head and not the tail think about a cat the cat's tail will go where the head of the cat wants but the cat's head will go where it wants do you understand the cat's head will go where it wants but the tail just has to follow the tail can't say i want to go here and the whole cat go where the tail wants no 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 the brain is in the head are you dragged by situations and are you becoming the tail wherever the tail wherever the head is taking you you just go is it somebody else is the head why are you the head in every situation are you under the curse why are you under the blessing in reality forget quotations from scripture in reality are you really under the curse there are many many people say oh i'm christian i'm no longer under the curse i'm under the blessing you look at their lives there's curse 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 written all over are you truly under the curse or truly under the blessing what is it how are you living your life are you bringing about and are you busy doing the work of christ the moment you become christian that's what i tell everybody every christian is called every christian is called listen to me carefully okay every christian is called ultimately finally for full time ministry every christian each one may be called at different times in their life at different points in time in their life some may be called when they are much later some may be called when they are younger but everyone is called to do the work of christ everyone are we becoming the salt of the earth and the light of the world look at the next verse there a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden we say oh we have faith we have complete faith we have complete faith we have complete faith but we are not like a light that is set on a hill we are still trying to hide the faith na 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 what if i go to that funeral what if i go to that place and that person does not come up from the dead i'll make a fool of myself no what if i go to pray for healing and then that person is not get healed i'll make a fool of myself no i'm trying to take my light 
which is the faith that is inside of me and trying to hide it. And look at what he says next. He says, Nor do they light a lamp and put it under the basket, but on a lampstand. I really feel disgusted with that song after understanding what this word, what this verse really means. Give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning, burning, burning. Okay. And then, and then what does it say? Put it under a bushel, oh no. I'm going to let it shine. Well, that's pale. It's not just a simple lamp. What it's talking about is true life as a Christian. There is a true incident in Armenia. There's a country called Armenia. In Armenia, there was a church that met together. Listen carefully. There was a church that met together for prayer. Okay. There, there were young kids, 10 years old, 7 years old, and adults also. Okay. They were all praying. They started praying in tongues. And suddenly, the kids, the young kids, got prophecies. Okay. And they got a prophecy in a tongue. And when somebody else got an interpretation of that prophecy, the prophecy was this. That very soon, very, very soon, enemy armies are going to enter into Armenia and kill lots and lots of people. We see many people dead, they said. Young kids. Okay? The elders and the adults in that church tried to check. They tested, saw whether it's of the Lord or not. The moment they knew it was from the Lord, they believed. Even though they were kids. It's not the adults that got the prophecy. It's the kids that got it. Okay? Remember what Prophet Joel said. Your young men shall dream dreams, shall see visions, right? It's the young kids that got it. You know what they did? At whole church and a couple of neighboring Christian churches, okay? They took their families, they took their people and went to a deserted place. With their families, with their children, they went to a deserted place. Took their luggage and everything and went to a deserted place where nobody could find them. I think in some desert area. Some caves or something. In the next one or two days, the whole of Armenia was in complete chaos. People were killed. 80% of the population was just wiped off. Except these churches that listened to the prophecy of God and followed it. Now that's kingdom life. That's being the light of the world. That's being the salt of the earth. That's kingdom life. Think about it. Are you the salt of the earth? Are you the light of the world? Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Let your light so shine. It has to shine in a particular way. It can't shine by saying, See, I did this, huh? I'm the king. I can. That's not letting your light shine. That's boasting. Your Father in heaven is not glorified by that. Your Father in heaven is glorified by what? By giving Him the glory. By giving Him the glory. The problem is people are so busy glorifying themselves rather than the Lord. And so it has to so shine, He says. It has to shine in a particular style, in a particular way. More by actions, less by words. And in a way that gives glory to Christ, not that gives glory to man. Okay, now, let your light so shine among men that they may see your good works. What is the good works that Christ is calling us to? Is it feeding the poor? Yes. Is it clothing the naked? Yes. But is it only that? What about this? What about this? Imagine a poor guy who is sick. Your food is just going to help him temporarily. But what about his sickness? That has to be healed. Or how much money can you give to a poor dead man? You've got to be the salt and the light. We've got to be the salt and the light. We cannot let our light just be hidden. 
but in faith boldly going forth and doing the good works what is the good work that jesus did in acts chapter 10 we come to know that that peter says to cornelius he says and jesus went about healing the sick and doing good works what is the good works that he did healing the sick delivering casting out demons preaching the good news that's the good work that he did what are we doing what are we doing this is not the theme verse for saint mons and the paul it's not it's not the theme verse for doing some charitable work this is the theme verse for going and raising the dead to life for healing the sick for being a christian a tasty light filled christian not somebody who's insipid and dark make a decision today to have that faith that christ is telling us to have he said have faith in god and then he said if you speak to this mountain be cast out and removed and put into the sea it will be done if you do not doubt in your heart and you believe There's no point just telling people about the gospel we have to show them the gospel. There's no point in telling people about the love of God only. We have to tell them but we also have to show them the love of God. Nobody that was healed was Christian in the New Testament. Do you understand that? In the gospels they were not Christian. Some of them were not even Jew. they were not even following christ some of them but many of them after they were healed and then they got the true salvation the good news then they accepted christ and then they became christian we've got to show the love of god we can't just say oh god loved so much you know god loved you so much that he sent his only son to die for you oh well what is that love what is that love Let's close our eyes. <clears throat> Father, we thank and praise you, Lord, that you have called us, Lord, to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world, Lord. Lord, without you, we are nothing, Lord. We desire, Lord, to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world, Lord. that your name may be glorified that your name may be glorified that the name of the father in heaven may be glorified lord we make this firm decision that we want to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world we desire lord to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world lord open up our eyes lord open up our eyes that we may have this true faith bold faith lord like your disciples lord that we see in the new testament lord that we may be healing the sick casting out demons lord and raising the dead and performing miracles lord not for our glory but that people may look up to you and say praise the lord we believe we believe that there is a god we believe that there is a god and we believe that his name is Jesus Christ thank you lord praise you lord let's all stand up thank you master you are the king of kings lord you are the lord of lords lord. you are all that we need lord you are all that we desire lord glory 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 to the lamb of god praise be to you lord jesus hallelujah lord